So yeah. Anyway. Uh, what's your name and what's your game? Uh, I, my name is Connor. I am the designer, one of the designers on Elsinore. Uh, it is basically Hamlet plus Groundhog Day. Okay. Um, why did you choose Hamlet as far as the Shakespeare work? So, uh, one is just one that I've always kind of enjoyed most. The actual backstory is that we, myself, Katie, and, uh, and a bunch of other people were all part of a club in college. And we had a contest that was themed Shakespeare. And Katie came up with this idea for the contest. And we're like, that's great. There's no way we're going to finish this in the week that we're running the contest. Let's keep shelving it and then, you know, and, and thinking about it and, and iterating on it. And uh, then when we all graduated and got day jobs, right, uh, we actually started working on it in earnest. Okay. And, okay, so that's the Hamlet part. Yeah. Why the Groundhog Day part? Because, so, one, uh, the time loop story, it's starting to become more popular over here, but it's a really good structure for the, a story where choices matter. Because historically, when you do a choice matters game, uh, you still have to limit like the paths that it can take because you've got to steer them along like the main content, right? But when you're in a time loop and going through like the same three days over and over again, things can branch super dramatically. Like we can have something go terribly wrong and everyone die on like day one, and then you wake up at the beginning again and you've learned something, right? So it just it works really well with the tragedy, especially because you get to see like all the different permutations of hopelessness. That's really cool. That's always yeah. something I've always wanted to see. Yeah. Just because like I feel like games being replayed is a good way to like kind of bring more narrative focused games into a new era. Yeah. People might stream it. People might like um, like get the whole refund policy. Get yeah. A lot of value propositions. Having something we're playing through it multiple times. Like it seems to be rarely a focus in there. Yes. I mean, that is, that is not just the focus. It is it is a key mechanic, right? Like, Ophelia remembers stuff, and will, like, her attitudes will change as each time you go through. Is that is that who you play as? Yes, you play as Ophelia. We chose Ophelia, and I think Katie has a very compelling pitch for this. Essentially, Ophelia in the original play, she's, like, someone who people talk about and care about, but nothing Ophelia does in the original play actually affects anything that much. And... But by giving, but that means that if Ophelia does anything, it could affect. It, it's a different story than the original play, right? So like, it's you as an ideal choice to allow the story to continue, right? And then allow you to like manipulate things from the outside while still being a major character in the story, who okay. has relationships I, with everybody. So, so is there kind of like a singular end game kind of story that you're striving for? There. So that's a complicated question. Uh, there is not one ending, or one end. There is an end game, but there are multiple outcomes that you could pursue for that end game, right? We, it's the the way we we had to basically put it is at some point you can choose that there's an ending that you want, and at that point it's about like finding what possibility means the most to you. Okay, if that makes so, sense. so you can yeah, so you don't have like. It's not like you're playing this game going like, I need to make this person king. No, yeah, there's not one specific goal. You have to determine which goal matters the most to you. Because there's multiple things you could care about in this world. Was that always the way development went? Or was that something you changed I mean, yeah, no, it was something we debated heavily. Early on, there was kind of two factions that like, there should be a good ending where everything goes exactly the way you want. And 
that faction of there should be no good endings because it's a tragedy. And what it ended up in is like all of our endings are trade-offs, right? Like you lose something in exchange for something else. Like, hey, congratulations, you became, I don't, I'm going to make one up. No, I don't want to even make one up because we might use it later. Yeah, yeah, you be, I don't know how I feel you would be yet. Yeah. You become queen, but as a result, in the process, you betrayed all your friends. So you've lost all of the important relationships in your life for this power. But, you know, if power is what matters most to you, maybe that's what you want to do. There's, it could also be one where you're exiled with your family, but your family's alive. So it's like, hey, you saved your family, but now you're living in poverty. Like, is that, which of those is preferable to you? Different players will choose a different one. So what, um, how this type of game, I mean, it's unique, like even just doing the, the play, yeah. like playing it multiple times or remembering things. It seems like you, like it would be a difficult game to demo. So do you guys yes, like change absolutely. the build uh, uh, for being able to demo it? Or? It's definitely a longer form game. We compressed it. Uh, the general game takes place over uh, uh, two days and then expands out into four days once you figure out how to not die halfway through the play. Um, we could have made a build that compresses it down into one day and and then it ends after you finish once you figure out how to like the uh, key question that you're trying to solve early on in the game. Have you done a lot of playtesting with um, like big Shakespeare buffs that? We've tested with the Spectrum, right? We want the game to be playable to people who don't know anything about Shakespeare. Yeah. But yeah, we've definitely, like, we've right away. If someone's like, I'm a Shakespeare professor, uh, we'll grab them and make them play. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, uh, it is different people light up about different things when we talk about this game. Like, some people are like, Groundhog Day, right? And other people, I've had someone, like, start quoting Hamlet at me. The moment I say it's Hamlet, I'm like, yeah, that's great. You have all of Hamlet memorized. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Hamlet was the... the play we did in high school. Yes. Like, like the part of English class where everybody did terrible. Yes. That was that was our Well we tried to make 12. it more accessible than the original Hamlet. Yeah. Uh, so are you using a lot of like traditional Shakespeare in prose? No, no, we are very much trying to do more like simple simple language. Okay. Is yeah. that I, uh, I would say it's Game of Thrones prose, right? Like, people still talk a little bit. They might say ye every ye, once in a while. Not ye. Game of Thrones, they don't do ye, but they say milady, right? Oh, they okay. say, yeah, yeah. They use, they use old school titles and stuff. Um, and how do... Uh, how, how is it showing it at a, at a loud, noisy convention? People have headphones. I mean, yeah, it's just you got to get people's attention, right? And be like... You know, like someone standing over here kind of like looking for something to do. You're like, hey, yeah. look at this one. You got to drag um, them in. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's really interesting because, I mean, you get a lot of eyes on it at once and you get different opinions. And it's been, it's been really, I've been blown away by how almost universally positive the response has been. I, um, so it's, I'd say it's been really good. It's not the first time we've shown, but PAX is definitely the biggest one okay. by far. And What's it like being one of the mini booth participants? Uh, mini booth is great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just there's a lot of one of the things that's that I think the subtle perk about mini booth is you look around and there's a lot of other cool games that aren't yours, and you're like the one. The problem with that is I'm like I want to play these games, but I need to stand duty. Yeah, I and need also to guard with the my mini thing. Booth, you don't have the like time. Like, you don't have after the show is right. over, you can go check it, because they might only be yes. here for half a day. Yes. Or, 
It is interesting with the longer form game because with having one station, it means that you know we basically have to perfect your pitch because the people are going to be doing a lot of watching. Yeah, and you uh, really want somebody who will see the demo. Yes. It's not yes. like you kind of. I feel like would want to self-select uh, people that will like these type of games. Yes. Not yeah. somebody you who's don't just want to play you, whatever. You get, that's why I try to tell them what the game is and figure out if they're interested. Before you know, before they start playing, right? Because otherwise, they might like. Well, there will get lines where people are watching, right? And like, it's a tough scenario because the game gets better the longer you play it. Like, it's a game about gathering information and, and knowing the ins and outs of the story and tweaking it in just tiny ways. It's a game about new nuance, right? And like, there's broad strokes that are a lot of fun. People like it at the beginning, but it definitely like. There's an there's definitely an uptick as it goes on, right? Do you do the explicit like Hamlet will remember that? Uh, we go more explicit than that. We say things like Hamlet wants to avoid. Hamlet is uh, Hamlet like Hamlet wants to avoid Ophelia. Hamlet is infatuated with Ophelia. They have so the actual model is we have information and desires and desires are all relative to another character so someone might want to destroy someone which generally means shit's about to go down uh, someone might want to uh, someone might want to avoid someone which means they're just going to like try to avoid meetings with them and things like that uh, someone might want to placate them which means that they know that person's upset with them and they're going to be doing things I mean like it's mainly we use it as triggers it's not like to like we check what characters feel and then we schedule what scenes happen based on that. Um, but yeah, that's the way we do it. And then we have a very programmatic like update that the player gets to see all these backend changes. And they know that like, oh, this is a thing that will matter later. So what platforms like PC. PC, yeah. I mean that's that's where we're starting. Uh, it's it's very much optimized for PC, right? It's going to be on Mac and Linux as well. So all desktops. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably good because I imagine there's going to be a lot of like English teachers. Yes. Or somebody yes. Who have Macs? Yes. Yeah. Or it might end up being something that becomes like one of the cool new teachers wants to use I, it for academic purposes. Yeah. I mean, so the thing about Elsinore, as I mentioned, Katie, right? And I mentioned myself, and then there's Eric, who's over here, and Kristen, and Val, and and Wes and then a bunch of people who joined who are awesome who also joined after the Kickstarter. The game is really the sum of like many people's ambitions, right? It's like, it's not what I originally imagined. It's not what Katie originally imagined. It's not what Eric imagined. But it's like this, it's, we've, we've taken, like Eric's a, uh, he's a, gener not gener generative narrative, but he's like a dynamic, simulation person, right? So that's where the whole system of characters knowing things, causing what events happen, uh, changing what event ha events happen comes from, right? So, yeah. So it's like, it's been this interesting, like, fusion of all these people's ambitions. And, like, it, it's turned out pretty well, right? It could have been a, a bumpy mess, but we've had enough time to massage it that it's, like, it's, it's, it's coming together. How, how is, how is it, has it changed drastically from what the original Kickstarter there, so Yeah, or? there was a time, no, from the, when, by the time we did the Kickstarter, there's been some minor changes. Uh, one is characters can become upset to the extent that they don't want to hear anything you have to say, which, which limits our, reduces our scope a little bit, because we don't have to account for the fact that you just told them something terrible when you tell them something that they'd normally be happy about, because then they get the emotional whiplash. Yeah, and um, it probably saves you a lot of time. Yeah. But, uh, thank you very much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then uh, there's been some other minor changes, but it's, 
We, by the time we did the Kickstarter, we had the core mechanics pretty nailed down. Okay. Um, so thanks for being on the question yeah, bus. Yeah, thank you. The question bus, is that the name? You didn't tell me at the beginning. No, that's part of the thing as I oh. try and go through it. I like it. The um, question bus this, is good. I like the name. <laughs> I do like the question bus. I know yes. Lyft driver. hate the name. Have you slipped any Socrates Jones references in there? No, there's no Socrates Jones reference. Alright, alright. <laughs> Socrates Jones is a game I worked on previously, which was an Ace Attorney ripoff where instead of trying to prove someone innocent, this is not relevant to the thing. No, no, show yeah, your other right. games. Oh, I mean, but everybody else has worked on other games, so if I start talking about my other games, then I feel like I'll have to go through everything that everybody else worked on. Because, yeah, but... But look up Socrates... No, you know, look up Elsinore. That's the important thing here. Uh, so the next thing I ask is, <laughs> yeah. do you want to plug anything else? I mean... Sure, fine. Look up Socrates Jones. Uh, look up, look up uh, Katie's white Oculus. Look up the stuff that she's working on. Bows uh, at Telltale. I mean, I don't need to tell you to look up their stuff. Uh, but yeah. What's I your mean, favorite Telltale game? My favorite Telltale game? I'm torn. Without offending, like, just yeah. running what she worked on. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, she just started there, so she's, she's on Batman. Uh, I... It's a tough question. I think I really have a soft spot for specifically the second episode of the first season of The Walking Dead. I think it's though like just as like a standalone. That's the farm thing. one, right? Yeah, it's it's just so strong, and like you know what the twist is. It's super obvious, but it still is like really dramatic, building up to it and the confrontation in like the farmyard. So yeah, as a full series, it's either. Wolf Among Us or Tales from the Borderlands, which is funny as I did not play that much of the original Borderlands. Yeah, I've heard that's the one. Like, yeah. that, that last year was like, oh shit, this was actually yeah. good too. Tales of the Borderlands is quite good. Yeah, that's on my list. I have to fucking finish uh, yeah. Beyond Two Souls yes. yeah. before I can um, play that. But, um, well, no, normally when I ask if you want to plug anything, that's the time to list your social yes. media accounts. What? Oh, social media accounts. Yeah, we're at Golden Glitch. Uh, my personal account is at Connor, Ke- C- uh, Connor E. Fallon. Uh, Katie's this is all Twitter accounts? Yes, is at Katie Chironis, and the website is elsinore-game.com. And on the website, we have everybody's Twitter accounts, because there's a bunch of people on the team. Okay, And great. I'd just be naming all these Twitter accounts that blurred together. So I'm sorry, anyone who listens to this, if I didn't name your Twitter account. No, no, <laughs> it's actually for me, Yeah. so I can listen Excellent. to the podcast. Excellent. And yeah. then know on the website, it. we've got everybody's Twitter accounts. Okay, well, thank you. I hope you have a good rest of packs. Yeah, thank you very much. It was wonderful talking to you.